And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. I, as always, am your host, Joel, and joining me as always is my partner in comic book crime, it's Matt. It's Matt, everybody. How's everyone? How are you, Joel? Oh, I'm doing all right. We were just talking before we started how this is a light week, and because it's a light week in the world of comics, and especially in the world of comic news, this is going to be even more of a random show than normal. Yeah, there's nothing that really happened uh newsworthy so yeah we're just gonna kind of shoot the shit yeah we uh took some uh, fan questions from the comic multiverse universe from all you lovely fans out there so we're gonna answer those in a bit uh yeah that's that's pretty much the type of week it's been <laughs> i'm of course planning for my keystone uh comic-con trip uh september or 14th to the 16th so if you're in the uh pennsylvania area be sure to come out and say hi that would be really nice uh what have you been up to matt um not really much i've been sort of getting stuff ready for a couple of new big video projects i got coming out um very soon in the next couple of days been catching up on reviews uh and i've also been getting ready for this coming weekend since we've got spider-man coming out Yes, yes, lucky l lucky everyone who gets to play their <laughs> Spider-Man, except for me, who's playing for a trip, and so I gotta wait. But I'm probably gonna do one of those deals where, like, I'll trade in three games I'm not playing anymore and get it when I get back. Yeah, that that's a good deal. I, I got mine off Amazon, which was, like, $40 cheaper than anywhere here in Australia. Um, I'm, I'm also still planning to pre-order uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 when I get back, like, the big collector's edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking excited. I'm probably going to be streaming some of that the day it comes out, like that night. So hopefully, and I have also got to somehow watch Iron Fist season two. That's right. Iron Fist is coming out this month. Holy shit. On Friday as well. <laughs> wow. I hope it's good. I really do. It looks I, good. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it does. We got Typhoid Mary in there. It looks like we're going to see more with Davros. I hope we see as big a jump in this as we saw in the jump for uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, hopefully. I hope Iron Fist doesn't continue to be, oh, you mean the bad one of the Netflix universe. <laughs> well, new showrunners, everything. They got rid of the person who was responsible for that shitty first season. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. You, you mean Scott Buck? They stopped the buck who loves to fuck? <laughs> they passed on the buck. Oh, they passed the buck. So maybe the buck won't fuck the stuff you like. <laughs> we can only hope man i really sometimes i say this shit and it's all in fun and it's all in jest but i would really really love to know what i say makes it to the ears of the person who i'm saying it about <laughs> in over 100 episodes it hasn't bitten me in the ass yet <laughs> everyone's probably like ah this is some shitty podcast on youtube who gives a shit <laughs> oh 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 well, what is he another paunchy white guy with a chin beard <laughs> fucking thought so yeah yeah <laughs> they're, they're a dime a dozen it's the the currency of the internet i will i will trade you that for five opinionated paunchy white guys with a beard <laughs> how big's his beard just a chin beard <laughs> ah. uh, although i must admit not to toot my own horn i'm a lot less paunchy than i was i uh weighed myself just recently i went from like 280 just a month ago to like 264 I know, I've, I've seen you, you've been doing, um, was it keto? I, I actually started that today as well. I saw that via your Instagram. You made a very tasty looking egg dish there. How was it? I did. It was really nice and I'm still so full from it. Um, That's the thing about it because when you eat more protein throughout the day, 
you stay fuller and it suppresses yeah. your appetite. And it's crazy too. I think I lost five pounds just in like the first two weeks because I wasn't eating sugar anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. And I I found a um a really cool app as well on my phone that Ooh. like it it has like all the like keto friendly recipes and stuff. But what's nice. really cool is it like puts it into like like you select the meals and it'll put it into like a weekly planner for you. Oh, uh, for cool. like lunch, dinner, snacks, and everything, and then it'll generate a uh, shopping list for you. Oh, so you're like, I you like need to buy even... all these items and, and then it'll give you like a r- random cost for it and everything. That's good. That's really smart. I've just, I've just been eating broccoli and asparagus with every meal, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I like, and it's easy to cook. Just steam it, just steam it up, just lather it with yep. some butter and salt. And then by the time you're done, that's, that's why I like the keto diet and why I was able to do it. Cause it's like, Hey, you can have all the steak and butter you want. In <laughs> fact, eat them together. And I'm like, cool, yeah. I can do that. Yeah, and, and, and if you really want to go crazy, wrap everything in bacon. <laughs> that too. Any any diet that says, you know what, wrapping <laughs> stuff in bacon is not only fine, but encouraged. <laughs> oh, I do miss French fries, though. And I miss pasta. And I do miss some of the other stuff, but I don't miss it as bad now. I've been doing it for almost two months now. Ooh, although I am going away, though. And, oh, <laughs> I'll be tempted in a city that is known for cheesecake and cheese steak. So, you know, I'll tell you how that goes. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing. Some of these recipes are like, are like make your own cheesecake and, like, replace yeah. instead of having pasta, replace it with, like, zucchini pasta and stuff. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I know, uh, what is it like for all my stuff, because I make a lot of curry these days, because, you know, it's cheap and easy and filling. They say instead of using rice, like shred a cauliflower and have, yeah. like, cauliflower rice. And I'm yeah. like, okay, if you say so. It tastes pretty good. It smells, mm. though. <laughs> Does it ever. All yeah. all the good vegetables smell, I've noticed. <laughs> The, the one thing that's really saved my ass is Zevia. I don't know if you've ever seen me drinking that stuff. Tastes exactly like soda, but it's not sugar, and it's not the fake sugar like aspartame. It's Stevia, which okay. is perfectly keto, something yeah. you can drink, and it comes in every flavor of, like, every other soda. Oh, that's cool. We don't, we don't, I don't think we get that here in Australia. I haven't seen it, but, like, there mm-hmm. are, like, alternatives to that as well. Yeah, I, I think you can order it. Uh, although, man, as I've noticed, ordering drinks is just terrible. They really bend you over on the price when ordering yeah. stuff, because apparently liquid weight is, like, the worst kind of weight. Mm. I also like the Good Fats brand uh, protein bar. That's what I'm on. I'd rather yes. enjoy eating my protein powder in a bar than drinking it. I don't know. Protein <laughs> shakes always taste disgusting to me. A bar form. you got to get those ones that homerate with the apples. Oh, that were just like please. Chinese newspapers and apple cores. <laughs> and apple cores. Oh, Don Xiaoping died. <laughs> yes, that's what I need. I need a bar machine so I can concentrate the power of steak and broccoli. <laughs> yeah, into one bar and then make sure you call the hospital. <laughs> hospital, please. <laughs> and then I'll climb a mountain to show everyone how good I i've done <laughs> actually hey uh n- n- no shit i don't know if the guy remembered or not in fact in some cases they don't but uh, the fact that i had lost some weight and that i am on camera a bunch i was sure to go to all the different keto snack companies and be like look man i have a show you have a product <laughs> i will eat your product on my show and lose weight i can be like your jared only with less you know touching kids <laughs> less rapey 
just less rapey and I think genuinely less creepy. I think we can all admit even before Jared Fogle was revealed to be a, a sicko freak, he was still pretty creepy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what my week has been looking like. Uh, ooh, uh, there's a local Comic-Con actually coming very, very close to my area. Uh, the Lindsay uh, Comic-Con in Ontario. And when I say Comic-Con, I could not say those with bigger finger quotes in the air. <laughs> It's a couple stalls set up at the mall, but still it's very close to my general area, so I'm probably going to be there on the 7th and the 8th. So if you're around there too, I'll probably stumble in at some point because I need tube socks. <laughs> so there you go. Actually, I need a good backpack too for traveling. I want to travel light on this trip is my thing. I always I always overpack. I'm a terrible traveler, and I always overpack. That's See, that's the, I, I'm like the opposite. Like if I know I'm going to go somewhere like overseas not overseas like like interstate or something by plane i i like always pack light because they they like ream you on like like oh you're mm. half a kilo overweight you know mm. you have to pay yep. the full 75 odd dollars or something Ugh, it's ridiculous yeah. i was booking i was booking with air canada too and freaking air canada is the goddamn worst because they're like okay so you're booking with us uh pick your seat now That'll be twelve dollars. Yeah, return, we got that'll that. That'll also here. be twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but 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 if I book it on the day or book it anywhere else, I don't have to give you an extra twenty four dollars. Uh, no, but we would just really like it if you gave us an extra twenty four dollars right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's some more bullshit too. Uh, after we talked last week, we had a whole conversation about debit cards. You know, being YouTubers and getting paid digitally and credit and how we use our money. I think I got one of the cards that you talked about. And it's been working great for me all week. I'm making all sorts of online purchases I've never been able to buy before. Uh, guess whose uh, system kept crashing every time I tried to use it? Who? Air Canada. <laughs> the one thing I got it for, the one thing I really needed for, apparently there's like a bug in their authentication system. And it was the worst because at first I thought that it was my fault and there was something wrong with my card. So like I was calling my bank and I was calling everything else to try and get it sorted. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's the airline's problem. So then I called the airline, was on hold for hours at a time oh, while God, doing yeah. this. <laughs> and so that was a nightmare until eventually it found it. Like, nope, just the uh, just the airline's website. They were just giving you the runaround for nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> Booked through a third-party site, and it was fine. Tell yep. ya. Goddamn airlines. That was all. Goddamn. We should start our own, air, our own airlines. Multiverse Airlines. <laughs> love it i fucking love it let's get to work on this right now how much leg room are we gonna give are we gonna treat people like people and not sardines it'll be like like that that like that movie soul plane oh nerd plane is what it's gonna be and we're gonna have celebrities d-list celebrities who will be on every flight to entertain you and tell you jungle stories <laughs> tom arnold will be on every flight Tom Arnold will be on every play. Hey, you know, I used to do drugs. Yeah, we know, Tom. You've told us a lot. I was married to Roseanne there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I got the Trump P more... tape, but I can't show you it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all I would be asking about. Can I Can I see the P tape? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> what if I buy you lots of drinks? Oh, I'll show you every P tape if you buy me some drinks. <laughs> I was watching This Is Not Happening to Me, and he actually had a segment on there where he talked about stealing from mcdonald's when he was like a assistant manager <laughs> from drug addict to mcdonald's senior manager to tv writer comedian and d-list celebrity <laughs> that's the journey i want to go on 
<laughs> we're halfway there. We just need we're the drug halfway. addiction. Ah, <laughs> uh, smoke it into my veins, please. <laughs> I'd be a terrible drug addict. I'd be like Chris Farley or any of those other fat comedians where it's like, Jesus Christ, Joel, Coke or food, pick one. <laughs> I would have put the coke in the food. Yeah, which they say is pretty amazing because they say if you do a lot of drugs like that, it like messes with your ear, nose, and throat, and like food shouldn't taste as good if you're on drugs like that. But somehow some of them continue to do them. Maybe that's like their re- like like I can't taste this, but maybe if I ha- eat more of it, I will taste it. <laughs> you might have cracked the code right there. The 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 John Belushi school right there. <laughs> I can't taste my meal, and I spend half of the time in the bathroom doing lines, but, you know. <laughs> YouTube can't demonetize us for this, can they? I don't think they can. Yeah, we're past, like, where manual reviewers start, stop watching, so. Yeah, for real. Fucking fucking YouTube. I, I, I'm glad to say they haven't dinged anything of mine in a long time, yeah. but I'm very, very careful of what tags I put in. Like, people will notice I haven't done, like, death of in a long time. I... I do that because I'm doing the, the Death of Superman comic and they don't flag that. But they'll flag this one when I upload it for Patreon. But I, I put it as like an unlisted, like, private video. And it, like, it won't even be finished up to uploading and they'll be like, oh, that's flagged. I'm like, why? The whole system is just so fucked. I, just so I, fucked I from get top it. to bottom. Neither, neither do I. Now, Matt, you were talking about the Spider-Man game there. That's that's quite fitting because a lot of the questions we actually caught from fans involved the Spider-Man game. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, it really did, but we'll get to those in the second. Uh, we're doing these in reverse order. So uh, two hours ago, uh, Calum Wooten asked, and I'm very much jealous of his uh, little avatar picture there. It's him in a Bullet Club shirt hanging out with Cody Rhodes. They had all in this week, so I'm very jealous of this picture. I wish I could have gone to that. But uh, his question is, uh, if you could make one Batman villain a Daredevil villain, who would you pick and why? Okay, so I guess we could transport one of Batman's rogues to Daredevil's rogues gallery. Who would it be? I mean, I think the obvious one has to be Two-Face because they're both lawyers. That, that, that would actually be really interesting because you could have the story somehow like like how every couple of years they do a story where like, oh, Harvey's fine, he's back as a lawyer and then something goes uh, completely wrong but do, do that with like Daredevil. You could tell some really interesting stories about justice and the justice system and how, you know, Daredevil himself is kind of a two-faced lawyer as well because he uses his power sometimes to win cases when he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine that might piss Two Face off to know that. Yeah, i i I'd like to see, I'd like to see Clayface. Mm, and for, that would be a for the sheer fact that, like, I wonder, like, how Daredevil's powers mm. would work against someone who's made of clay. Yeah how how good is his sonar sense? Can he tell, like, oh, this guy isn't reverberating like normal people? Oh, his uh, organs and everything aren't the same. Yeah, yeah. I know, according to the Arkham video games, when hey, spoiler. Batman sees uh, Clayface disguised as the Joker. His insides actually do look different than everyone else's, but you don't know that until the end of the game. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Daredevil would be the same. That was that was a good question, uh, Calum, there. Uh, next up, we have a question from Generation West. Good old, reliable West. Probably one of our oldest fans. Yeah, yeah. 
Wes has been around since freaking forever. Uh, he actually asked two questions here that I thought was good. Uh, the, which he even says this first question might be a little controversial, so don't feel like you have to answer it. You won't hurt my feelings. But that is uh, best Gator diss from creators so far. I mean, my favorite diss on those guys isn't even something that a creator says. It's the self-owns and self-disses that they've done to themselves. Like, what is it? They're... Uh, their leader du jour, he who shall not be named, that was uh, dragged out into the light and flogged on the Jim Jeffries show just recently. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Him basically crying and having a mental breakdown on Twitter because a bunch of the creators that he likes, who are straight white men, think he's an asshole. But 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 I've done nothing but attack your friends and people you work with. Why don't you like me? <laughs> That that was pretty cool. I I found it really funny because like I I never really paid attention to that guy. Uh, and no. like, I'd see his videos and be like, ah, who gives a shit about them? So I always thought it was like, like a 15, 16 year old being edgy and think, ah, this is just nothing. And, and I was shocked to learn because of that Jim Jeffrey show and everyone pointing it out that he's like a 30 something year old man. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And a parent. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's the horrifying thing about the internet age we work in. It's one thing for you and I to take comic books and superheroes so seriously because we're still 20 da, 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 years old but god damn it man it's like you got you got a family and a mortgage <laughs> there's other shit to be you know worried about me thinks yeah yeah it, it's so strange it's so strange but yeah that what you were saying where he basically like cried and acted like a bitch basically <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better word yeah i thought that was pretty funny that was that was pretty good. Again, it it reminds me again of a Simpsons bit where it's like I've done everything wrong. <laughs> but why is this happening to me? <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was funny. Uh, Wes, other question here: uh, worst sequel name slash subtitles in any media. Hmm. Resurgence the... is a bad one. Resurgence is definitely overused. It like in series where it doesn't even make sense to use the term resurgence. Uh the squeakle is pretty high up there. <laughs> squeakle. Just saying it kind of just mm, just puckers my lips and just makes me it makes me feel like I smelled something bad in the air when I see the squeakle. Uh when they kind of remake a movie but not remake a movie and instead of making something up they just put like the in front of it like the predator. <laughs> And Matt, you and I, you and I are on the same wavelength. Literally, those words were about to come out of my <laughs> mouth when you said them. You know what? Here, let, let, let me reveal something right now. I haven't actually watched anything for The Predator yet. Not because yeah. I'm not interested in it. I just haven't done it. Looks pretty good. It's That's a Shane good. Black you know, film. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I knew it was Shane Black. I knew I would probably like it. And you know what? I think I'm going to continue to not actually watch any trailers on it until I see the movie. I yeah. actually want to be surprised on this one. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I liked the other one, the one that preceded this. Predators, yeah. I thought, was pretty dope and pretty underrated. That was a really good film. Yeah, it really it really was. D again, spoiler alert, but uh, Topher Grace in a very unexpected turn near the end. Yeah, that was a, he, that was a good role for him. It was. He played that to his strengths very well. Uh, ba-dum-ba-dum. Uh, next question we have here, Fortress of Comictude. 
Uh, wouldn't it be awesome to see an animated adaptation of Shattered Grid with all the Power Rangers actors lending their voices? That way you get the original actors without the age being an issue. Mm, that's pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I'm actually surprised there isn't like like in like how like DC has like their animated movies, how there isn't like animated Power Rangers movies or like yeah. TV show or something. Yeah, who who owns Power Rangers now? Didn't they get bought out by someone <laughs> yeah. or not? every other week it changes you know they they keep changing hands i think it's 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 not namco it's one of the big toy companies hasbro? i feel stupid yes hasbro owns them now hey hasbro instead of throwing a bunch of money at a new live action sequel to that last power rangers movie or doing your own thing from scratch just literally throw half that money at an animated fan project you can put it out online you can put it out on itunes and i bet you it'll become a huge smash success oh definitely definitely please please do that and yeah shattered grid everyone loves it it just it just completed this week i have not read it i've read a little of it <laughs> i have a big plane ride coming up i'm planning to sit down and read the whole thing and i know this was like over two years worth of material but again, I'm going to check it out now that it's all finally collected. Yeah, I, I'm not reading any of the Power Rangers stuff, but I've heard, like, good things about it. Oh, it's wonderful. Everyone's saying that this is like Kyle Higgins' magnum opus, his mic drop. <laughs> and again, he's, he, he's done the book now. He's finished with Shattered Grid. Mm-hmm. And he's going on to do other stuff. But Marguerite Bennett is coming on the book, and it's actually going to continue from here and be like a multiversal power ranger team now nice yeah i did see some art where they were like changing colors yeah which yeah. i think is very clever yeah that's pretty uh cool. but um all right from here we have shaman of animation he's saying do you guys think uh more fans would have warmed up to characters like riri williams if there was a separate universe like the ultimate universe where you could write stories about them and flesh out their characters like they did with Miles Morales. I mean, that's definitely an option. I think Riri would have had a better chance if Bendis wasn't writing her, was the thing. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, they could do, they could easily do them in, in like, the in-main universe stuff. It's just the way they were done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I like, yes miles grew by leaps and bounds because he was the only spider-man of his universe but also because hilariously again also bendis wasn't being pulled in a million other directions the ultimate spider-man book was so good because all bendis had to worry about was writing ultimate spider-man yeah yeah whereas when, when he came to make riri williams he was doing like literally all these other books and yeah everything and yeah it kind of suffered from that Miles suffered, too, for the same thing when he came to 616, where it's like, okay, so is Bendis going to put some work in here? No, he's going to keep writing like he never stopped. Uh, okay, well, Dan Slott's at least going to be sure to, you know, integrate him into the stories he's telling with Spider-Man. Really? Also, no? <laughs> like, it's like he was the new shiny toy, and even Hickman understood how important he was by making him be the one person who survived, like, Secret Wars. But then as soon as he got here, no one had anything for him to do. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh... Uh yeah okay we'll just put him over here <laughs> he's like the sports celebrity who blew everyone away in the minor leagues or like the japanese leagues or everything but by the time they brought him over to like the american leagues and everything and like the big leagues no one had anything to do for him and he got like buried <laughs> yeah. under everyone else with bigger salaries yeah it's a shame too i wish someone would really buckle down and work with miles but in fact i i hate to say it i think miles is suffering more now than ever because of bendis and that there's a lot of bad blood between him and marvel yeah yeah it's a shame 
to put it in perfect perspective, Miles has no book now, no word of a new book, even though he's in this new video game that's coming out and he's going to be in the big edge of Spider-Verse movie. Riri gets a book and she has nothing going on outside <laughs> of comics, but she gets a new book before Miles does. Yeah, and her new book in my opinion is where she probably should have started as a character yes. someone not related to iron man you know her own mm-hmm. kind of armor yep you know stuff like that not not to uh sort of like step on iron man's legacy and sort of take over for a while in in the way she did because it kind of it, kind of made her like suffer the, yeah it's true and it's like and even too i wouldn't even say it stepped on his legacy it's just it happened too quickly yeah was the thing bendis invented her and then, like, a month later, she was already Iron Man. I'm like, well, fuck me, that was quick. Yeah, yeah. And again, no one no one assumed that Iron Man was going to stay dead. It's like, well, fuck, now they got new Avengers movies coming out and everything. He yeah. has to come back. At least when Thor became unworthy, you're like, oh, well, this is, I don't know where this could go. This could go for a very long time. He's he's unworthy. Yeah, yeah, the, the, a part of the character, like, was taken away, but he still stuck around. And, yeah, he still stuck around. Absolutely. Yeah, whereas like Tony was dead, and yeah, and goddamn Civil War two. I know, which is another stupid thing, and also Bendis's fault. He yeah. he did his own character no service by having a bad event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So our next question comes from Secret Podcast. Would uh would love to know when you'll be coming on the Secret Podcast. Well, considering that I just heard about the Secret <laughs> Podcast right now, you're living up to your name, guys. <laughs> very, very much so. I didn't know you existed until right now. So good, good job on you, sir, for that one. I don't know what kind of show do you have. What do you want me to talk about? Also, it's rude to invite me and not Matt when Matt is sitting right here. <laughs> Don't do that in front of my co-host. I I I, th- uh, I I wasn't looking at the screen, but I really hope that you pointed the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. I probably pointed the wrong direction. Again, I'm not looking at my screen either. I'm looking at questions. I'm ninety percent <laughs> sure I pointed the wrong way. Uh, to which uh, to, to to actually answer this guy's question, not make fun. Uh, for all podcast inquiries, my emails are always open go to the about page on my youtube and you'll find the email that you can reach me at awesome i uh i also accept money and drugs for my appearances as well <laughs> gotta hit that tom arnold high <laughs> gotta get that tom hard look money drugs or food <laughs> well, that, that is the rule of podcasting i'll do it for one or the other <laughs> No, I don't accept money. I'm not an asshole. Although, fuck me. If someone actually offered me money to show up <laughs> on a podcast, I'd be like, you're goddamn right. My going rate's 200 <laughs> Uh, All right. Next up, we have one from KT. What is the weirdest movie or show you've seen recently? Hmm. I got to think about this one. Weirdest movie? Well, I don't think it's weird because I really like it, but I know a lot of people think it's weird, and that's Twin Peaks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You saw some more Twin Peaks recently. Do tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the start of the year, they had the um, the season three or the, the next season from when the show ended, uh, start up and kind of wrap up the story, quote unquote, question mark. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so fucking weird. If, if anyone wants to see like weird, just go watch episode eight of that series <laughs> without like no, even if you don't know anything about it just watch it and you, your mind will just melt that's good to know uh something i saw uh, again i was just kind of screwing around on netflix one night i wanted to uh see a western i had heard good things about bone tomahawk but never actually finished that's it i got film. five 
It is. I got five minutes in and had to do something else. I finally watched it from start to finish, and yeah, it's it's really good. It's kind of got like a like a Sam Raimi thing going on yeah. where everything is dark and violent, but everything is also funny as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a dark humor to it. There's a wonderful dark humor, and hey, if you love Westworld, a bunch of Westworld actors keep showing up in bit parts. Yeah. My uh, my favorite bit is like oh again it's a joke where it's like quick someone get the professor he'll be able to tell us what's going on here and the professor is a Native American guy in fact it's the Native American guy from Westworld <laughs> who that guy must never age because he looks exactly the same in 2015 as he does now <laughs> that guy's immortal and they're like oh can you help us professor you know fight these uh, evil natives who have come and taken our people no why because you're an Indian no because I don't want to die yeah that's that, why i need to watch that movie again i haven't watched it since it came out it's really good you got sid hag there early on in the beginning you got david arquette jack from lost in a good part yeah goddamn kurt russell kurt russell who man it must be hard to get kurt russell back to do a western film where it's like hey man you're in arguably maybe one of the greatest western films ever made would you like to come do this shoestring budget western movie <laughs> That's like weird and also funny and slightly paranormal. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a good one. Again, if, if you're in the market for a weird, interesting uh, Western movie, check out Bone Tomahawk, everyone. It starts slow, but you'll be happy you stuck with it. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. All right. Next one we got here is from Gary. Uh, what's your favorite D&D &D class and uh, what would it take for you to play with fans? <laughs> I'll let Matt go first. What's your favorite RPG class, Matt? Hmm. Because it doesn't just have to be D&D. &D. I'm kind of a sucker for rogues. Rogues are pretty good. I, in my games that I have played, I have played two barbarians. Uh, one was like one of those special dwarven barbarians with the spiked armor. Uh, one was a half-orc. Uh, I'm playing a Eladrin Warlock currently in the game I'm doing right now with my friends from high school. Uh, that one's pretty fun, although I'm a total glass cannon and I hate how easy it is to kill me and knock me out. <laughs> so I gotta keep running into my problem. And I played one Dark Elf Ranger that I was a fan of. Yeah, I uh, like Rangers I, I, as well. Rangers are good because, again, Rangers are kind of like everything. They're really good starter classes. Like, hey, you want melee? You can do it. You want spells? You can do it. You want a pet? You got that, too. <laughs> and they're so customizable, too, depending on what subclasses you take. Yeah. As far as the second question, what would it take to play with fans? Well, I wrote this on Twitter the other day. Uh, I've been writing a campaign for, like, the longest time. And I keep saying one day I'm going to finish it when I do. I'm going to try and do my own streamed D&D &D show because those are really fucking popular these days. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do one of those as well. Like, I know I've got, like, Tabletop Simulator and that comes with, like, all, like, the D&D um, &D stuff and everything and you can easily play that with multiple people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, it's, like, you know, it's learning the systems. It's, I've been a player. I've never been a DM before, but I want to try. I think I'd be good at it. As far as fans go, well, I tell you what, I'm going to reach out to the people I work with first, and then if I don't get enough people, <laughs> then I'm going to start reaching out to fans. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, there's an ideal crew I would love for it. You, obviously, because we've only talked about it forever. 
Uh, I'd like to get uh, maybe Josh because I know he seemed kind of interested when I floated it to him, and he's a first-time player, and you know you got to have at least one first-time player for the show because it's a nice POV for everyone. Uh, Dylan, Dylan seems like he'd enjoy that kind of thing, although I don't know what his schedule looks like. And hell, uh, Carrie, my wrestler buddy, I'd like to get him in one because obviously he knows good characters. <laughs> he br- he brings his own props. He brings everything. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh that's one I would definitely like to do at some point. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, again, if I can ever find the time for it when I'm ever not on three shows, because that's the other thing, doing a D and D thing and especially DMing a D and D thing, that's like hours of work every week, and on top of it, you have to be a coordinator because you got to get everyone together on a semi regular basis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have just one game and I love playing it. I dread it, though, because we played it on Sunday for the longest time, which Sunday is right now when we record this show. And it was such a nightmare to be like, okay, you got to write and record a review, then go play D&D, <laughs> then do this show with Matt, all in the span of one time. Those were those were nights when I'd be up to like five in the morning just to try and finish everything. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope that answers your question there, Gary. Uh Next up, we have one from Generic Black Guy. Uh, what's your favorite event? His is Sphere Itself. Favorite comic event? Um, hmm. Ooh, I've read so many. Night, <laughs> I think Blackest Night might yeah. be one of the best. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely one of those ones where it's like, wow, every every tie-in you did was really good. Yeah, fi- uh, Black uh, Blackest Night was really good. Bright- Brightest Day was really good as well. That was a fun one. Um, People don't remember that one as much because we basically ran right into the new 52 after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Secret Wars, the newest one, was yeah. pretty good. Again, most of the tie-ins were really strong. Yeah, Final Crisis, I really enjoyed. Yeah, there's the, another one there. There's there's so many you could name, and I'm going to feel dumb if I forget any. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. there's just too many to name. There's like a billion X-Men events that are oh, all God. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of bad ones, too. They probably have the biggest good to bad ratio uh next up we have one here from joshua if marvel and disney ever did a crossover who would you like to see team up i'm genuinely shocked they haven't done this yet and it'll it'll happen in in like a video game or something i don't know right uh spider-man and aladdin i think would really get along because you know he's a very parkour centric street rat and spider-man can stick to walls yeah um goddamn incredibles like yeah, oh, with like the event yeah. with like the fantastic four that's just obvious yeah why have they not done that that's just so man dude uh if what is it if friggin uh marvel two and one isn't ending they should do one where ben and johnny <laughs> go to the incredibles universe or go to a world that's like not incredibles but clearly is the incredibles <laughs> but very very close to the incredibles where there's a stretchy woman and big strong dad and everything yeah that would be a fun one Oh, I feel like I'm missing some obvious ones here, too. Hmm. Oh, uh, Lilo and Stitch in Guardians of the Galaxy, of course. Oh, that'd be really cool. <laughs> Again, because you got all these crazy aliens to which the Guardians are like, just a day at the beach for us, really. <laughs> I could see it right now, Peter Quill being like, no, Hawaii, I went here once with my family, it's great, we gotta go here. <laughs> and so the Guardians go to Hawaii, and aliens follow them, and then Stitch helps them fight the aliens. That'd be really good. I'd like to see Doctor Strange and, like, Monsters, Inc., because it's like a new it's like a different dimension in like closets and everything and 
yeah controlled by monsters that would be fun. hey doctor strange and the sorcerer's apprentice it's just doctor yeah. strange and wizard hat mickey fighting off a bunch of brooms <laughs> no you know it'll be that that reboot of the sorcerer's apprentice the live action one with nicholas oh. cage <laughs> and alfred molina yeah there you go <laughs> there's one he could do oh we need we need something to cross over with fantasia and night on bald mountain uh uh ba dum ba dum what can we have uh oh a uh, thor there you go thor fighting yeah. a chernabog from night on bald mountain <laughs> that's good and the music is all awesome and everything i fully support that one that'd be great <laughs> Ooh, hulk meets beauty and the beast there you go the beast and hulk have a lot in common that'd be pretty cool hulk won't find love him not beast <laughs> and the beast who apparently the prince has a name he's just kind of like yeah man i get you <laughs> People, people still call me the Beast because it's easier. No one knows what my real name is. <laughs> ooh, Craven the Hunter meets the Jungle Book. Yeah, ooh, that'd be really cool. It's just him hunting all the animals <laughs> and the animals being like, what the fuck do we do? This guy won't stop hunting us. <laughs> yeah. but, but you play the fact that, like, like it's like... um. They're, they're they're in like a kitty quote-unquote universe so it's like there's like ultra violence with the craven just like like skinning right. the bear and everything it's like oh my god but, what the hell and it's like who's who's gonna save us and then like you have like i don't know like uh like white tiger or someone come to save them because like she was on vacation in africa at the time yeah <laughs> or wherever the jungle book takes place i want to say it's africa but i could be wrong yeah or india or something Oh yeah, I guess it would be India. Are there any Indian superheroes? Well, there's a uh, uh, Pieter Parkar, uh, the Indian Spider-Man from Spider-Verse, so he could come and help. There was uh, what team were the, the, the there was someone in Uncanny Inhumans. Right. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah. There you go. We can have a whole league of uh, East Asian superheroes to come and help Mowgli and everyone else <laughs> from Craven, who's trying to hunt them. <laughs> Man, I think we made way better pitches than people were expecting. Like, Jesus Christ, those are actually pretty good pitches. <laughs> hey, again, Marvel Comics, uh, they're doing the Looney Tunes DC crossovers right now. You have all of these uh, Disney characters. Why don't you do something yeah, with them? You could print money again. Yeah, just do little one-shots. You can make them for all ages. I think those would be great sellers. Yeah. But, but don't do it two years in a row because it's it's cute the first time, but then the second year it's like I don't I don't want to read about Daffy Duck and the Joker. <laughs> that sounds tedious. These all sound tedious. <laughs> I'm not interested in these, and they might be great. I don't know. I I got the Luthor one and I got the Joker one, and they're collecting dust on my desk right now. <laughs> I'm like, well, I could do those, or I could talk about Rick and Morty and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I I did see a panel from the Lex Luthor one, and it was like Daffy Duck like talking mad shit to to like Lex Luthor online and like basically trolling him. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, Daffy Duck was a proto troll basically. That was if you watch all his old cartoons, it's just him being an asshole endlessly to people he meets. <laughs> Something that the Animaniacs would pick up on, where it's like, let's pick someone who deserves this, and again, basically just troll the shit out of someone who is undeniably evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh here's one we got infinis Tate asks have either of you read any of the 80s 90s alternative comics i know toronto was a hotbed for alternative comics back in the day and still today yeah i've read some underground work i've read like the air pirates i read like some fritz the cat and stuff like that it's it's kind of like indie films like some are good some are like you're kind of up your ass 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like here, here in Australia, we get I I see them on like Facebook every time they have like little like underground comic festivals and stuff. But yeah, yeah I've never been to them. I've like seen some of them, and like as you said, some of them are good, but then some of them get like real pretentious and everything. Yeah, yeah. What was one I read just recently? Uh, Alan Dorkin. I think they reprinted a bunch of his work, like uh, Welcome to Elginville. And some other stuff, which it's funny that that one actually got a little animated pilot that almost became a TV series. And it's clear that that guy was just writing about himself and his group of friends from when he was a teenager, <laughs> which which is fine. I mean, most people do that with their work. And it's funny. I, I remember seeing the animated short and being like, man, this is this is really unflattering to nerds. This really paints a really shitty, almost psychopathic picture of the average nerd mindset. This is really bad. But I went back and reread the work today, and the comic is even meaner and even more scathing. And I'm like, no, no, he's right. Actually, after years of working online, I've actually seen these types of nerds. I think I think <laughs> Dorkin was ahead of his time and onto something here. He predicted the future. <laughs> he predicted the future in a fucked up way. It's but there's a joke in his work there. Uh, Welcome to Elginville, where they, they want to go to their local comic book store, and they're joking even back then about how all comic book stores are failing and are going to close soon. And the one that they like to go to is in a bad neighborhood because it's the only place that, you know, will accept it. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ, he was making these jokes back then. Comic shop owners today would love to go back to that time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, all right. What else do we got here? Uh, Wolfpack asks, uh, will you ever do a review on video games? Example, Spider-Man for The Walking Dead final season. And Matt question, what's the best jumping on point for Superman? I'll, I'll let you go first, Matt. Well, uh, well, first part, yes, I'll probably be doing a review on the Spider-Man video game. I've done video game reviews in the past. I did like Resident Evil 7, mm, uh, yeah. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, all that sort of stuff. But they never really gained any traction no same same for me i would love to diversify my portfolio and do more content like that but by and large when i do try and cover like cartoons and video games and other stuff i like i i hear the deafening response from the majority of my fan base and that is we don't give a shit yes eh. Eh. make <laughs> make with the comics make with the comics you caped fuck who doesn't even wear a cape <laughs> don't think we did notice that uh if you do want content like that if you want us to talk about video games if you want us to talk about stuff like that a good rule of thumb is listen to the comic multiverse where we talk about stuff like this yeah where we can actually talk about stuff like this and not scare people away it's true because it's our show we can talk about whatever we want we talk about tv here we talked about our diets for five minutes at the <laughs> beginning of this which is a perfect example of us talking about everything uh, hey, if you want some video game content, let's give them some right now. Hey, Matt, did you see that Cyberpunk 2077 uh, thing they showed? I did. Goddamn 48 minutes of just amazing footage. CD Projekt Red. Are you trying to win my heart, CD Projekt Red? Are you are you proposing? Because the answer is yes, CD Projekt yeah. Red. Goddamn, that game looks so good. It really does. Uh, again, I'm just I, what gets me about this, and I don't think anyone wrote about this, is the stuff you're doing in it is not particularly new. Hey, you can slow down time, you can hack, you can customize your weapons, you can do this, that, and the other thing. Plenty of games have let us do it. 
but not to this level and not integrated in the way that they're integrating it. They're not yeah. reinventing the wheel, but they're making a fuck of a wheel. Yeah, they're they're upgrading the wheel if anything. Yeah, they're they're techifying the wheel. Uh, I love the idea that cool is actually going to be a stat that you need to yeah. manage in the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the stats as well, like in this game, like looks really cool. And I, I'm already like planning my character. I'm going to make him like a corporate Same. character. Ooh, nice. See, I, I was thinking that too. It's like, hmm, do I make him like a rock star type guy, or for the first time through, do I make like a really generic? like noir here like oh, he was a soldier in the war but you know he just can't shake the woman he loves that i like where it's like there's no there's no class there's no class you build your own class as you play the game and you pick your backstory and you pick all of this other stuff i really like that that actually feels like i'm playing a role and yeah it's 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 fluid in like that like you're not locked off like oh you're a warrior you can't use bows or magic like fuck yeah. that you could use whatever you want <laughs> And you will use whatever you want. Here's a here's a shotgun that shoots through walls, and you can shoot people off at the legs if you want and shoot their arms off. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, oh, I don't want to admit this is giving me a bit of a boner, but you just you know, <laughs> just gotta put just gotta put that away for a bit to play the game. Uh, that looked really good. Uh, did you see the little snippet there they had for Anthem as well? I did. I don't. I'm not, I don't really give a shit about that game to be honest like kind of looks like everything else like like we were talking before like destiny and everything and warframe and how they're all starting to run together i wasn't interested at first because again this just looked like a destiny type thing what kind of won me over is how they said they were going to be handling the role-playing aspect of it and that is in your hub world in your hub city that's where you role play and that's where you do that kind of stuff and then when you take missions in the outside world that's where you can either solo it or join with people etc etc and i'm like all right that's an interesting kind of splitting of the atom on this one i actually do kind of want to see how that's handled if only for that reason because no one i think has really been able to marry the this is a role-playing rpg with choices and repercussions and this is also a multiplayer game you can play with your friends yeah yeah suppose suppose that's interesting but i'm just i'm intrigued to see how they're gonna handle it because mm, like like their last game wasn't too good no but arguably that game wasn't even really made by them it was made by other people and this is the game all the good people were working on true this is the game that all the good people were sniped from that from that other game <laughs> to go work on with god damn it man. thank you for killing the mass effect franchise <laughs> dead yeah oh ea are good at that they kill it they've killed that they're on their way to killing the star wars franchise before it's even started where it's like guys where's where are all these new games you're supposedly working on it's been three threes now and we haven't seen anything hey, well, you know <laughs> what the fuck are you working on that's what i'd like to do <laughs> yeah what the fuck are you actually working on the the, the skins that are just uh, google image searched images put on the clone troopers that's actually true by the way i do not doubt it for a second <laughs> Uh, all right next up we got josh burke here what would be your ideal justice league team and your ideal avengers team Ooh, uh i kind of really like the lineups both books have now yeah it's kind of like the 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 perfect lineups they've got at the moment where it's like a mixture of like comics the animated series and like avengers is like the kind of like movie sort of Mm -hmm. team with a mixture of like popular comic book characters yeah 
Yeah, I, I quite like how they're doing it right now, actually. I think uh, both Jason Aaron and Scott Snyder both more or less have the same ideas in mind when picking their teams. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hope, hope that answers your question, Josh. I, I, I mean, for me, I would just put Green Arrow on every team, and Matt would clearly just put Superman on every team. So. Yeah, and I'd do that. I'd probably, like, maybe take Batman out of the team since he since in a lot of iterations he's always against being on a team so like yeah. why are they keep putting him on a team just take him out <laughs> Put, I know. Re replace him with another rich person like green arrow <laughs> there you go just remove batman replace green arrow uh jason horn asks what indie comics do you want to read i highly recommend punk rock jesus yeah i think i'd like punk rock jesus i think the person who wrote punk rock jesus wrote something else i actually really enjoyed and i always meant to double back and read that uh what am i uh what was that one called that i saw recently that looked really good it was oh um i was by jeff lemire um gideon 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 Falls. right right i mean for me it's basically everything everyone tells you to read i'd like to read wayward i'd like to read the wicked and the divine i've read an issue of saga and again just got so busy i couldn't finish reading it <laughs> But apparently now's a good time to read Saga because apparently there's like a big uh, big gap uh, in the release schedule on that one. Yeah. Yeah, because again, it's basically like, you know, whenever the writer has a chance. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. What would your pitch for a Power Rangers comic be? Uh, my pitch for a Power Rangers comic would just be my pitch for the movie and that would be a tongue-in-cheek 21 jump-streeting of the Power Rangers mythos yeah that'd be pretty cool where it's a 90s period piece and everyone admits it's stupid and everyone's winking and nudging at each other i don't think they'd make that or or i'd go full-on watchmen with it with a bunch of characters who aren't the power rangers but are clearly supposed to be the power rangers <laughs> so basically that that edgy short that got made no it wouldn't be that edgy it would be nerdier than that it would be like billy becomes the ozymandias of the team because he's smarter than everyone else and he realizes that they just literally keep fighting the same battles over and over again every day <laughs> and i'd have lord zed be like a kind of bad guy but i'd also kind of have this idea to be like hey i'm an alien warlord but my army is comprised of you know mutants and robots and demons and everything else you know back back on our home planet we were all warring uh races but here i've united them all together on one under one flag in the name of conquest that'd be pretty cool so i'm actually pretty cool and be like oh, you know we actually tried to open up uh peaceful relationships with earth and everything but we came back here in the days of the pharaoh during ancient egypt and guess who beat us here is zordon and guess who people were already worshiping zordon yeah so zordon is like the xenophobic like like yeah. oh it's a bad guy from outer space so he's uh, it's a guy from outer space who's obviously bad yeah get him well because zordon's from space too he's an alien as well he was from ultar where i would argue that he was banished from ultar because he was this young upstart kid who was really disrespectful to the elders of eltar and that's why he got his ass kicked to earth as punishment and that's why he says bring me five teenagers with attitude because i was basically my planet's answer to a teenager with attitude <laughs> 
That's what I would do and have it be like this whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, Zordon should have died a long time ago, but the only reason he's still alive is because he draws power from the morphing grid, which they do say in the show is maintained by the endless struggle between him and Lord Zed. So, like, Zordon doesn't actually want the Power Rangers to win. He needs them to keep fighting the same battles every day, generation to generation, so he can live. That, that'd be an interesting thing to, like for the power rangers to find us like oh they want us to like just stagnate this war just so he can yeah. keep on living like do we want that to happen or we can end it and they'll all die and everything will be safe like what do we do yeah exactly it's like well you know if we give up now lord zed will take over the planet but you know can we trust it in his hands you know well maybe he will he be an iron-fisted dictator or like will he slowly give up the power is this like a caesar and rome thing <laughs> that's what i would write in fact the more i talk about it, the more i think i should write it <laughs> maybe it'll be like an epic uh what is it like one of those epic fan fictions like you know max name redacted used to do before we found out he was a scumbag and he had to run away from the internet <laughs> But maybe I can't do that because I don't have a famous last name or a famous father. No. Which actually, hey, that's a question someone asked too. Uh, Party Pug, who is your daddy and what does he do from <laughs> Kindergarten Cop? Uh, well, people actually know my father quite well if they watch my EGLX video, uh, my dual co-op Let's Play of A Way Out. Uh, his name is also Joel. I am technically a Joel Jr., and uh, he works in the trades painting and drywalling, so there you go. That's cool. My dad is, did um, engineering. Oh, right on. Yeah, constructional engineering on, like, big like dump trucks and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, more people telling me to go on the secret podcast, like five people in a yeah. row. You should go on the secret podcast, secret podcast. Are you Are you all just hosts of the secret podcast and you're all asking at once? <laughs> I kind of feel like you might be. I know this trick because Matt and I pulled the same trick when we worked at Name Redacted. <laughs> in fact, you guys are almost impressing me. I see a lot of myself in you. <laughs> uh, Nova asking us, what do you hope to see in the Spider-Man PS4 game? Any particular costume, villain, character, etc., etc.? Well, I might have seen a leaked picture of all the costumes that are going to be in the game. And I got to say, one of my... One of my favorite ones is in in the game. I'm not going to say which one until the game comes out, and I get it. But um, I think I think I caught a glimpse of it too. Let's let's say hypothetically, is the armored Spider-Man in there? Not the Iron Man armored Spider-Man, but like the silver armor. I think so. I know there is like they they've got the updated version of that, like the one that right. that, that he had like I think recently, or like used like an armored one like within the last like five or ten years. Mm -hmm. Because if there's no future foundation and there's no black and silver Spider-Man, zero out of ten. <laughs> it has to have these things. Also, I'd like the superior Spider-Man costume. I actually, that mm. one quite grew on me. That was a good one. Especially especially if they can actually get the little claws on it, too. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, I was hoping, like, with, with the Iron Spider that you can get for, from the Avengers movies. I was, like, hoping that they do, like, the, the, the legs that shoot out the back. I'm like, oh, that'd be so yeah. cool. But I don't Apparently think Apparently every... Apparently every suit actually comes with its own power. Like Spider-Punk actually like does some Sonic stuff yeah. and everything to where I'm like, all right, you know, if my favorite suit didn't make it in, that's okay because you actually made them more than cosmetic. You actually made them do a thing. Yeah. Uh, Eric uh, asks us, if you could write your favorite hero, Green Arrow, and Matt's favorite hero, Superman, 
in a crossover story, uh, what would you do? Uh, hmm. Well, I'd just do like like kind of like what's happening in action comics at the moment, like a small crime sort of thing, and like Green mm. Arrow's been following it or something, and it heads into Metropolis, and he's got to team up with Superman to fight like Bruno Mannheim or something. That'd be a good one. I would try and pull it back to the Eden Corp because Eden Corp was the group of eco-terrorists that Oliver Queen fought the first time he died and when Superman was unable to save him. That's like the biggest moment I can think of that is Superman and Green Arrow related that, you know, isn't also Dark Knight Returns and, oh, he cut my arm off with his heat vision because he's a dick working for Reagan. (laughs) Yeah, alternatively, I'd like, I, I team up Oliver Queen and Clark Kent yes that would be a fun one like like uh, clark has to interview oliver or something i like that 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 actually also kind of happened in max name redacted superman american (laughs) alien yeah yeah (laughs) and that was kind of a fun moment to see them like how they kind of get along and everything and how first he thought he was a dick but then he told them his story of surviving the island and he thought he was less of a dick yeah that'd be a fun one uh step kick king asks in a few weeks will you guys be doing a spoiler cast full review of spider-man uh for the ps4 uh matt will it will take me longer to get the game and finish it but i'm sure once i'm done we will talk about it i'll probably take me a while to finish it too i want to take my time with it there you go we'll we'll do that once we're done yeah uh jonathan eli beck uh, if you had to recast the Avengers with actors from the golden age of Hollywood, who would you choose? That's such a smart question, and I saw this. I wrote down a list. <laughs> well, firstly, what are we what are we considering the golden age of Hollywood like years wise? Like, like nineteen thirty to like nineteen fifty, I think. Okay. Uh, hmm. So for my Hulk, I would have Marlon Brando yeah yeah he could I'm, get fat and everything for it yeah i'm talking like streetcar named desire marlon brando like when he was still kind of jacked but clearly had the anger stella hulk smash brando smash that'd be that'd be a good Which, one that would fuck up the timeline too to have jarell also be the hulk but back in black and white <laughs> i mean Cary grant is iron man obviously yeah yeah that just, yeah I could see that, that just goes without saying. Uh, Clark Gable would be Doctor Strange because he's already got the mustache for it. Yeah, and the voice as well. <laughs> and he's got the voice for it too. This this was another obvious one. Uh, hmm, who should play Black Panther? Uh, I, I guess it has to be Sidney Portier, huh? Because mm. he's the only actor. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 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 in that era. Ooh, <laughs> that, that era was not kind to Black Panther. That that movie would have been rough. But man, Sidney Portier is T'Challa. He would have given a fuck of a monologue in that role, wouldn't he? Have? Hell yeah. Charlton Heston as Nick Fury Sr. Oh, definitely. It's funny because he played kind of like a Nick Fury character in True Lies. Yes, he did. And he oh, even my... had an eye patch and everything. He did. From my cold, dead hands, Hydra. Oh, he would have been perfect Nick Fury. <laughs> he would have. It's just a shame Charlton Heston became what he came later in life. He would have been awesome. But you know what? That's fine. Because Nick Fury's kind of a D-bag, too, in the comics. So it's yeah. all right. Yeah. He's even better for it. Uh, Errol Flynn is Hawkeye. Oh, of course. Of course. I Just obvious. The women were a little harder. I would say Ginger Roberts for uh, Black Widow. Because, again, she yeah. had the hair for it. I could see Lauren that, yeah. B- Lauren Bacall for Scarlet Witch, because again, yeah. she had the very 
haunting witchy eyes and uh, gene harlow for captain marvel yep i can see i can see all of them there you go so i felt pretty proud of that one and for those of you who don't know your golden age of hollywood actors and actresses i'm sorry i just wasted five minutes of your time yeah but now 90 percent of our people would be like who are all these people i know that one person <laughs> they're they're all dead that's what they are <laughs> They're all ghosts floating around us right now. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Uh, you, that's his screen name. Have you thought about... Oh, this is another one about the secret podcast. <laughs> Man, these guys were out in force tonight. <laughs> they really uh, was on there. <laughs> they really, they really, they're working. I have to respect the work they're putting in on this one. Uh, Kyle B., are there any comic shops that you like, uh, or no, sorry, comic ships, not shops, there's an I, not an O, that you like that no one else uh, has ever thought of slash talked about? Hmm. Are there any relationships, Matt, that you like in comics that no one else seems to like? Not really. I'm I mean, just trying to I think. guess, yeah. I guess I'm more of a booster of Nightwing and Batgirl than I am, like, uh, Nightwing and Starfire, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I prefer them as well. They've got a like uh, probably a slightly longer history and more personal history but i also get the idea where it's like hey it's puppy love they grow up it's kind of weird because it's like kind of dating your sister too because yeah, that's yeah. how close they are yeah the whole the whole bet but the whole bat family is weird and incestuous <laughs> they're like a they're like an old german monarchy <laughs> uh, I, I always like the batman and wonder woman relationship did you now i get it makes more sense than the batman's or the uh superman wonder woman relationship yeah. that's for sure yeah i definitely push that dc ain't pushing it at the moment oh god no 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 uh amazing zero another longtime fan who's been here since forever and ever uh any chance you'll do a catch-up style review on higgins mighty morphin power rangers shattered grid now that's finally finished Yes and yes. Once I finally finish <laughs> reading it, it seems like I have a lot to cover. I well, should since, also probably since it's down. finished, I might as well read it as well. We could talk yeah, about it. There you go. That'll be our book club. We'll come back <laughs> next week and talk all about it, which fuck if the news is as bad as it is, let's fucking do it. We'll record a conversation and I'll put like images over it. <laughs> uh all right, there we got uh Maxi Bond. Uh which Marvel character do you think should get a Netflix series next and why? He's personally pushing Nick Spencer's Superior Foes and Brian K. Vaughn's Run on the Hood. Again, two excellent choices. I, I personally want to see The Sentry. Oh, that would be good, because Sentry's short. Yeah, it's short, and it's not. It's like a complicated character. Like, I know a lot of people, when they see him, they're like, oh, he's just like a Superman clone. And it's like, it's a bit more complicated than that, because this guy's got like an evil entity in his head that can sometimes take yeah. over and if it does it will destroy the entire universe <laughs> i uh, i like the idea of superheroes dealing with mental illness too so it's either going to be him to do it first or like moon knight to do it first yeah B blue marvel too in the same thing because it's a short mini series it doesn't need to be 10 episodes it can be like six like hour long episodes and you can more or less do all of kevin garo's story there you go and that would be a fun one. And again, I think he would be good in the universe because they don't have a Mr. Fantastic super science guy. No, they don't. So I think it would be fun that the Netflix universe had a super science guy who could help them. Mm. 
uh what else uh yeah that basically looks like it for all the questions uh thank you everyone who gave questions to this when we actually filled up a really good chunk of the show just talking about questions and we're almost we're almost at time i know matt and i were saying when we started that we didn't really have a lot of comics is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about this week matt there there's a few there's a few all right let's 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 do like our top three then okay you can go first uh pull up my list here so yeah, so like this last, well, technically last week, but I only got to it this week. Um, mm. Injustice Two actually finished its entire run uh, with seventy-two well, issues. <laughs> the finished finger quotes until they start working on Injustice Three. Well, yeah, and still they. In, that's what I said, and still in my review, they instant until they start working on like another game or they want to do something but the cool thing is they've left kind of like no wiggle room into instead of like oh just before mm. the game all this shit happened none of that happened so um the last like five or six issues were like kind of weird because they were like really light-hearted they were, interesting we got like killer croc and orca's wedding um, oh yeah which was really cool really cool to see um there was a, there was a really cool part that was like a tense part where like raz al ghul because he's in control of the suicide squad now as like the device <laughs> that can blow up their head and he's like oh am i gonna do it and he's like now i'll let you guys go and live a happy life and well then <laughs> deactivates their bombs and everything and uh raz al ghul actually dies like proper oh. dies like um at the hands of um gorilla grod he gets his head crushed in um, i love grod yeah and grod at this point is is being mind controlled by um brainiac right so that's really cool um and yeah it's just like the these last couple of issues with like a coup in gorilla city where like solovar gets killed by Deadshot, and oh no man bat gets his head blown up and oh no it's like all this like terrible stuff and then like the last two issues are really bittersweet because it's bruce oh alfred who's came back from the uh the lazarus pit but he didn't come back right um and as they tend to not and he's decided because of that because he can't help bruce anymore because of his own problems he's decided to leave bruce mm. and uh, he packs his bags and leaves and which is why he, we don't hear from alfred <laughs> yeah we don't know where he's gone or anything the cool thing is as well they they kept like the continuity of this series where like he's been like having like weekly phone conversations with like Jonathan and Martha Kent and everything. Um, Aww. and he, he leaves Bruce in their care. Oh, which is really cool. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. So that, that series ended like really well, you know, from something that was like a video game tie in comic should never have been as popular or as well written as it was. Yeah. And, and gone on for as long as it did. And like every it, issue it, was so good. It's the last DC digital comic, the fact that they're not trying to cash in on this and trying to build more into Injustice and around it is friggin' ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, so that's like, I think there's like an annual coming out, but it doesn't, it's not gonna tie up any of the story. It's like a, a throwback to like when Superman mm. and Batman were together and everything. So yeah, right. yeah really the cool runaways, The runaway success of Injustice proves everything i've been saying that a digital comics market is not only manageable and viable it is the future yeah I, i'd be interested to see like weekly digital reviews uh like numbers compared to like when they collect like the three issues in like a physical uh, physical book I'd, I'd be interested to see the numbers on that don't don't air uh, don't you dare ask diamond distributor about it because <laughs> they'll get all fuck our digital comics don't have it if you don't buy it in a store it's not real <laughs> 
why do you have to be so weird about this? Because we're trying to protect ourselves is what is we don't want to be irrelevant and go out of business. And we don't want people to know how irrelevant we truly are. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, that sounded fun. I had a lot of X-Men stuff this week. I had like mm. two X-Men books and a book that ended up being an X-Men book and I didn't know it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had Extermination, number two. Did you read yep, this? I did. Uh, kind of a, a a bit of a... What's a good word to do it? Uh, not actually all that much happened in it, to be fair. Not not really, but like I, I'm happy that like the, the people like know like, oh, it's Young Cable now. They're not like like stringing that along for as long as no, they can yeah. they're like that found out nice. straight away that i thought that was pretty cool i uh it's funny in the previous issue i'm like man you know i kind of uh i'm kind of getting sympathetic to young scott's plight he lost his son and his girlfriend all in one day that's got to be really hard on him but this issue he goes back to being a whiny little prick and being like eh, stop trying to help us older x-men <laughs> Uh, so he, he's getting very close to like oh well, maybe genocide is the right idea <laughs> yeah exactly he's becoming much too close to his older so it's funny a, a fan said this in the in the comment section of my video and i think they were right on the money they really are kind of turning scott into the whipping boy <laughs> of every sin that the time traveling x-men have committed even if it was their fault or not which is so weird. I think this is more of an in-house Marvel thing that of all the young time-traveling X-Men they wanted to take off, they really wanted it to be Scott so they could keep him around and fix the mistakes they made with older Scott. But no, Gene got more popular, got a solo series. Iceman got more popular, got a solo series. Beast got to be magical and go in a whole new direction. Scott just repeated the same mistakes. <laughs> Oh, yeah it was kind of just running in place and it's like oh we ended back up with like a kind of dickhead scott <laughs> yeah they he had his own mini series where he got to hang out with his dad crosshair and it was really good and he got to know what it was like to have a father he ran off and joined the champions for a little bit yeah yeah he was good on that which did they even ever address that in the x-men book that he was on both teams i, I don't think so yeah because he because yeah concurrently he was on like champions and x-men blue yeah, you would think the X-Men would be like, hey, are you, are you cheating on us with these cool new trendy heroes? <laughs> no. What, are we not diverse enough for you? No. <laughs> but yeah, that that was weird. Uh, I, I like the heroes too finally put together, oh, this young Cable thing and this Ahab thing aren't actually related. Yeah, they just happen to be happening at the same time. Kitty hilariously jumps the gun. It's like, well, Ahab has to be behind this. Yeah, it's like, well, not necessarily. <laughs> also, I think this series was supposed to have tie-ins, but it ended up not having them. Feels they're like, like oh, it. We need... They're like, oh, we need to split the time-traveling X-Men up between four different teams. I'm like, why four different teams? Because there's four main X-Men books. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so we can have four tie-ins. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like the idea where it's like, oh, no. Uh, old man Logan might be coming a hound. Remember the last time he had his mind controlled in the mansion and how he killed everybody? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What if they have to kill him this time? It's not going to happen because they've already announced dead man Logan. He's already going to have his own <laughs> <laughs> What if this is the new catalyst for him, his future? This is him killing the mutants? <laughs> I think that's what they see sought to imply in this scenario. That's like, <laughs> look, all... All the X-Men got invited to one place, and now Wolverine's gonna freak the fuck out. Yeah, I'm interested to find out, like, when he became a hound. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that'll have to be like, all right, when the fuck did this happen? Well, hey, if he's not from this time, maybe it did happen at some point in the years he doesn't that's remember. True. That's true. It could have just been something that's always been in him. Yeah, you just didn't know until now or like after this point this happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's actually good, clever use of old man Logan, actually. Yeah. He was a hound. You just didn't know it. Your Logan wasn't a hound. This one was. Yeah uh all right what else did you have uh we finished up the hunt for wolverine uh we event. Did. we i had mystery and magic reports was last week but i read it this week which is yeah it was it was all right it kind of got rid of the the wolverine story in favor of like oh Psy- yeah. psylocke is back in her original body yeah yeah which is didn't need that's to a weird because that's a weird editorial marching order from cb saglewski apparently he really wanted that to happen okay then which, Whatever. which is too, which is really fucking hilarious from a guy who used to be called Akira Yoshida, who was revealed <laughs> to be a white guy that he made. It's like, look, if I have to be a white guy, then Psylocke has to be white too. <laughs> that that's my new marching order. Well, we're at it. Chang Chi also has to be white now as well. What? Uh, yeah, no, but we had dead ends, um, which is yeah, like which the tie I... off for all of these books. I, I did enjoy it, but man, do you really only need to read the first part of Hunt for Wolverine in this? Yeah, that that's the thing. Like the, those tie-ins, you didn't None need of to it read. Mattered. Like you, you could probably yeah read like the first issue of each of the tie-ins, understand like okay, these teams are doing this, and then come straight into this, and you probably wouldn't miss anything. Eighty percent of dead ends is literally just the characters comparing notes with each other over <laughs> what they found in their series. Yeah, basically saying, we found this, 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 and this. Now you don't need to read these tie-ins. That's literally what it was. Even it's like, well, how can Sabretooth and the bad guys be in this meeting? Oh, Sabretooth just called Kitty before the comic started. Yeah. <laughs> he phoned it in. He literally phoned it in. I do, <laughs> I do like the image of Iron Man and Daredevil actually going to the X-Mansion and actually hanging out. That feels like a fuller, completer Marvel universe. Yeah, I, I like that as well. I thought that was really cool. And Iron Man flying with Firestar and Storm to stop a big thing. Yeah, the the villain as well, the new villain Persephone is. She, mm. I, I like that they they built her her corporation or like her image over the um the course of those those times. But like this is like yeah. the issue that sort of sealed like okay yeah she's kind of a big villain. She's you know killing kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, you can't ask for a better villainous debut than that. Oh, I killed 12 children. Yeah, and I and again, like, kind of bringing it back to those tie-ins because of that, that database that Tony found. Like, she, she knows everyone who is or will have an X gene. Yeah, and that's what she's holding over the X-Men's head, being like, hey, stop, stop looking for Wolverine or I'm going to keep killing children. Yeah, and apparently she has Wolverine in space. I or guess. somewhere yeah with hot claws i don't know yeah very strange i uh, i respected charles soul for all the greek tragedy imagery he went with there obviously persephone was you know one of the wives of hades a kidnapped goddess of the underworld and everything and even her company Soterra, soteria yes that's like that's like savior in greek and it's also like a greek festival honoring manly hero men like wolverine oh, that's cool yeah, so keep keep your eyes open for more Greek stuff in this, because it seems Persephone's whole deal is Greek shit. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. I wonder, is she an actual literal queen of the underworld or is, is that where Wolverine is? Is he underground? Is that the thing? I That feels like something the characters are going to put together eventually. Oh yeah, they're going to do like an, uh, another set of tie-ins. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> On for Wolverine 2. Yeah, where they we go promise the stuff will actually happen this time guys man like again like, like i don't hate these hunt for wolverine things i'm actually enjoying most of them but man it feels like wolverine it's taking him as long to come back as he was dead <laughs> it really is it really is it's like oh my god either come back to life or get off the pot seriously <laughs> yeah, jesus christ at least at least there isn't like a dead ends issue too this one leads into his new series so i'm guessing it's all going to be explained in there I can only assume so. And it's Charles Soule, and I like Charles Soule, and yeah. he does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. The third book I read this week actually ended up being a Wolverine story, too. Oh, really? I read Web of Venom Venom issue number one. It's secretly a Wolverine book. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you why, Matt? Go ahead. <laughs> So this, this is amazing. So, again, in the main Venom book, Eddie has a new mentor, Rex Strickland, mm -hmm. who was a Vietnam soldier who was bonded with the Grendel suit, which was made by the symbiote god back in Vietnam. This was a secret project that Nick Fury Sr. put together to try and help America win Vietnam. Mm -hmm. It started off pretty good, but as the symbiotes tend to do, eventually they just started killing everyone, not the people they were sent to kill. <laughs> shocker right so now he has six alien costumes running around in the Viet Cong, and it's gonna a costume the war Pfft, that's funny and it's also going to like you know get him in a bunch of trouble so he's like i need to send in the ultimate tracker to go hunt down these symbiote monsters hey logan do you want to do this for me <laughs> that's cool and that's logan, a good good reason for him to be there it's a good pull and also logan doesn't pop his claws once in this issue because this is like logan pre-adamantium skeleton yeah yeah so he have like the bone claws or like no claws at all yeah. this is just him when he was a really good soldier who could heal so they like go and it's totally predator it's totally apocalypse now there's so many references to famous vietnam movies in this they meet rex who is like he's been fighting his own symbiote for like weeks and he knows they're weak against fire and so they do this whole crazy thing. It's just, it's, it's fucking everything. It's extreme, but it's, it's good. It's You're making good me want to read this book now. <laughs> Man, again, it's now is the time to get caught up on Venom. I think there's like four or five issues of the main book. And then there's this little side book that explains the origin of Rex. Oh, Jesus. I'm so tempted to. <laughs> oh, oh, it gets even better. So we knew his name was Rex Strickland. Guess, guess what his code name was. What? tyrannosaurus oh god <laughs> tyrannosaurus rex he's a sexual tyrannosaurus <laughs> that's literally what it is i'm like god damn it none of this should work but donnie cates makes it work oh that's great <laughs> it's wonderful it's i i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this book yeah <laughs> uh, did you have anything else that's basically all i had this week that was worth talking about um i did have like another i actually had a venom centric book was it spider getting two it was spider getting two <laughs> i read this one as well in fact i think we both put our videos up around the same time again Probably. as we do I, again like spider getting this was such an awesome issue it is like basically uh i can't remember what earth number it is some random number but it's basically what if evangelion was spider-man yeah what, what if it was a past day stiche of giant monster movies and anime tropes yeah with uh the female spider spider woman penny parker 
piloting her, her not Ava. Yeah, the spy number der. Yeah, uh, which I thought was really cool. And then we get introduced to Addie Brock. Yeah. Yes, Addie Brock, her her uh, best friend, eternal rival, her Sasuke, her Griffith, her Vegeta. Yeah, uh, who who pilots the Venom suit, the new Venom suit that uh, Ben Ben Parker has been working on, but can't hasn't has apparently sorted out the bugs, but not really. And, yes, because and, unlike the uh, spider suit that's powered by good old-fashioned American elbow grease, the Venom suit is powered by mysterious and evil Sim energy. Yeah, and that Sim energy ends up going insane when they fight Morbius, <laughs> the, the kaiju vampire. <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's what we're dealing with here, people. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 was, it was such like an, like an Evangelion thing where the suit oh, like, God, assimilates yeah. uh, Eddie and then assimilates May Parker yeah which was unexpected where it's like oh they're flipping the script here now it's aunt may who dies to teach penny parker the importance of power and responsibility yeah, that also like brings back like okay so like because near the end of the comic when when penny rips open the venom suit there's no one in it like they've obviously been assimilated into it like does yeah. that mean now that like the suit can sometimes be good when like may takes over and like makes it good if if spider met gets its own miniseries they will answer this and further questions <laughs> i want it to get this this universe and, and even like the the first issue with the punk spider-man with the they're like nice little tastes of these universe and it makes me think that like while they're obviously tying into this spider getting they're like oh testing the waters do you want like these which universes do you want <laughs> These are these are all backdoor pilots. Yeah. Spider Gwen was the breakout of the original Spider Verse. It's funny that they handled these tie-ins much differently in Spider Verse. It's you got a couple short stories, you got like three in one of different heroes. I like from that they're like, okay, these are the ones they liked. Let's give them whole stories to themselves. And at the end of this event, from the ones they like, we'll run with them and do more Spider Verse content. Yeah. Whereas like here, it's like we'll do one whole story and then last panel will tie it into spider-geddon you know which one i really hope gets one because i don't think we know actually uh what all of these are going to be yet i really hope uh may L lady may parker the spider lady who's a steampunk vi victorian era spider woman i hope she gets a mini that'd be really cool hers was amazing because the design work on that book was so freaking great because she had like a steampunk corset and dress and like a bunch of spider arms that came out of her oh, and all of her awesome. villains and all of her villains were steampunk too so like uh what is it green goblin had like a plague doctor mask and like craven the hunter was there but he was like lord craven hunter and uh, he had he had like those like safari hats, and he was like a turn of the century English gentleman with a blunderbuss. Oh man, that's so cool! Again, it was maybe only like a five-page story, and I'm like, I'm fucking loving every bit of this. Please, <laughs> please make more of this one, please. <laughs> Anything where Joel can get his steampunk rocks off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, th this book was really cool. I yeah, I really liked it, and I, I've loved like all the little like tastes we've been getting of these universes so far. I liked the punk one more because I like punk music more than I like <laughs> giant robot anime. But hey, if you really like robot anime the way Matt does, you're gonna love the shit out of this one. Yeah, it was great. What what is the next one? Vamp for a minute, Matt. And let me actually I... see what have... Spider Geddon Three is. Have they been announced? Uh, I don't know if they have. I know these two were announced. I knew Punk and Mech were first. 
I don't know if they announced what the third one is going to be yet, or if they're purposely trying to keep the mystery so you have to pick them up. Yeah, uh, apparently it has, like, well, at least the cover has been announced. Uh, what's on the cover? Uh, it's Peter Parker. It's I Spider Hero. Spider Hero. Oh, is that the uh, is that the anime one? Is that the one with the giant robot? No, this one apparently is like Uncle Ben gets oh. shot, and then Peter gives him a blood donation, and it turns Ben into Spider Hero. Right. Okay. This is kind of like their. Uh, th- this is new. This is brand new. Spider Hero wasn't in Spider Verse. This is the first truly brand new one, and this is written by Jason Latour, Jason mm-hmm. Aaron's writing partner. Yeah, I think this one is supposed to be like really like noir Batman and Robin, but with Spider Man. Awesome. The fourth one looks really cool because it's Norman Osborn as Spider Man, but a very different oh. Spider Man. That's that's also a brand new one as well. We haven't seen that one yet. Ooh, interesting. So they're doing two ones that have been seen and two that haven't been seen. Right, okay. Yeah, and he's like an actual... Oh, yeah, he's a Spider-Man, but he's an actual monster with like eight arms and everything. Yeah. And this is Aaron Cooter, both drawing and writing. Oh, yes. I like Aaron Cooter. Yeah, the uh, the writer-artist is kind of a dying art form. But yeah, I, uh, I, I actually quite like the design of this Spider-Hero thing, too. I like it. Look, It looks like a revenge movie. It looks like something out of the 80s. Yeah. They kind of got like a, like a big daddy hit girl thing going on. Yeah. All right, so there you go. So <laughs> we're excited for the next two, everyone. I didn't think I would even cover issue one, but now I'm totally into these. Yeah, that's so good. Christ, here's hoping the actual spider getting a vent when we get to it is actually good. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah. All right, so is that everything we got, Matt, for this week? I think, I think so, so, yeah. I talk about the Rick and Morty comic, but just watch my video. Hey, do you like Rick and Morty references? Do you like Dungeons and Dragons references? You'll like this. Because <laughs> that's literally all it is. Yeah, yeah. It is the nichest of niche, but it's my favorite niche. <laughs> All right, then, everyone. So we'll start winding down the show for this week. We're almost at an hour 30, as we were supposed to be. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, Thank you, everyone, who uh, put questions in. That really helped fill the show. Matt and I always appreciate it. If you are a patron, you'll get to listen to the show first before anyone else over on uh, the Patreon page. You can do so for as little as a dollar. Yep. Everyone else gets it Wednesday at 8 in video form, and then the audio gets put up on iTunes and SoundCloud on Thursday when I remember. (laughs) <laughs> when you remember when i remember i i remember it at some point on thursday but not always <laughs> so uh yeah anything else matt you want to talk about anything you want to direct people to the to their attention uh well hopefully this weekend i'll be streaming some spider-man maybe talking a bit about iron fist uh within Thanks. hopefully the next day or so maybe two days uh my new video series the history of resident evil will be beginning Ooh. I've already teased it a little bit on uh, Twitter, but uh, I'm very excited to get uh, show you guys what I've been working on with that. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Uh, again, if you are in the Lindsay, Ontario area on the 7th of this month, uh, come by either the Friday or the Saturday. I'll be walking around at some point. You can probably see me there. Don't expect anything amazing, but I'll be there if you're in the Ontario area. <laughs> I, know, I know at least two or three fans are in the Ontario area. If you want to if you want to make the trip up to farm country, you can check me out there. And if you're in the uh, Philadelphia area on the 14th to the 16th, I will also be there. And uh, if you bring me American snack foods and everything, that will that will also be highly appreciated. 
those those good American cereals that we can't get here. <laughs> yeah, you gotta smuggle them across the border. Oh, and those American fast food brands that we can't get. Uh, man, I, they, they got a Shake Shack in Philadelphia Ooh. is the thing. I know I've never had Shake Shack. I'm like, mm, but how can I how can I work this out with dinners and everything? I'm like, oh, you know what a champion move would be. I get one of those like uh, order apps where it's like people, it's like Uber, but for food, I get one of those the night before, keep it in like the microwave or something and then have Shake Shack for breakfast before I leave <laughs> and film myself, of course, doing the whole thing. Oh yeah. Cold fast food for breakfast because I am a winner. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to be like sitting in like a car. You know, eating it like like all those food reviews do for some there reason. There you go. There you go. Hey, I am amazed at their ability to balance their cameras. They must have little tiny tripods. Must. <laughs> I have a little tiny tripod. I will need to bring my little tiny tripod. <laughs> so yes, thank you everyone for watching and listening. We hope you had as much fun as Matt and I did recording this one, and we will see you again next week. See ya. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs>